Whether it's a postseason future or somebody's job, there's a lot on the line this weekend for the New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons. We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody, and welcome into this crossover Thursday edition of Locked on Falcons and Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your host, Aaron Freeman, from over at Locked on Falcons, RIP at Falc fans, or at least like not RIP, but just sort of like on a break. You guys are on a break. That's really all that it is. Extended. But you can. Yeah, 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 extended break. But you can continue to follow along with him as well over at Locked On Falcons. Myself, Ross Jackson, senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network and host of Locked On Saints at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. On today's crossover Thursday, we're going to be breaking down everything you need to know about this New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons game uh, and what is wrapping up in NFL season. I can't believe we're here already. It is week 18. We appreciate you very much for making us your first listen of the day every day. And of course, we appreciate you very much for checking out both Locked on Falcons and Locked on Saints. Today's episode is Crossover Thursday, brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Head over to prizepicks.com slash Locked on NFL and use the promo code in all lowercase Locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Aaron, it's the second meeting between these two teams. Um, the hip-hop concert that almost wasn't in Atlanta ended up with a big win for the Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints and the Falcons starting to keep some slim playoff hopes alive as they come into week 18. We're going to be breaking out everything from what each team needs to do to win uh, the key matchups and of course the biggest story and uh, why don't you kick us off here Aaron what's the biggest story for the Atlanta Falcons coming to the big easy here in week 18? Well I think obviously for both of these teams it's you know you got to win this game to have any chance at making the playoffs you you need some help from Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. We'll see if we get that on Sunday. Uh, so that's obviously on the line, seasons on the line, playoffs on the line, all that sort of stuff and more. Uh, but that's no different for either one of these teams. But I think specifically with the Falcons, it is really about, is this game going to decide the fate of head coach Arthur Smith? Mm, because okay. there's been a lot of speculation on Lockdown Falcons as and elsewhere over the last you know several weeks about is Arthur Smith coaching for his job? And it seemed like two weeks ago when they got the win against the Colts, it's like, okay, like the season hasn't gone the way that you thought, but, you know, there's reasons for the Falcons to sort of, you know, keep this thing moving and hope it it gets back on track in Mm -hmm. 2024. And then things fell off the rails uh, against the uh, Chicago Bears. They they had their biggest loss of the year against the Bears team that that should have been a game – that should have been close, even if they didn't win that one. And to get kind of blown out by that Bears team came at kind of the worst time. And so now mm-hmm. it sort of uh, erases any sort of goodwill that you may have had for Arthur Smith. And, you know, I reached out to somebody today and I asked him, like, what, what do you think the odds that they Arthur Smith keeps his job? And basically he said it's 50-50. So that's basically what we're like. If, if the Falcons win, I guess he keeps his job. If they lose, who knows? So yeah. that's... That's going to be, you know, really important. And, you know, do the Falcons show up and play like a team with their backs against the wall where they need to? Or do they kind of lay down and um, do the thing that the Falcons too often do in this world that lead to my disappointment 
And when they get into these sort of must win, winning you're in type of games, like in, at least in my lifetime, Ross, like they never win these games at the end mm. of the season. So mm-hmm. like I've been talking all week long on Lockdown Falcons. Like I, I don't believe I'm, I'm out. Like I'm checked out. I just, I'm not buying in, but maybe just maybe they'll, they'll pull me back in and yeah. they'll play well on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, that would be huge for Atlanta. It'd be huge for New Orleans to get the same thing. In, in, in my history, Aaron, the, the Saints uh, win these games when they need to, and then they sit home, and then they wait to see if the other team's going to win, and then the other team that they need to win oftentimes doesn't. Everyone will remember a certain San Francisco 49ers team that needed to beat a certain really bad football team a few years ago, and that really bad football team beat the San Francisco 49ers, which was the weirdest thing that we feel like ever happened. And of course, there was a a Rams in Seattle debacle years ago that ended up costing the Saints a playoff spot and all these other things too. So that that tends to be the case is that the Saintsy thing is win the games that you need to win late in the season and then watch the other team that's playing to potentially get you in uh, lose. So um I'm going to ask you the question here in a little bit. How much if, if 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 the Falcons win, they need Carolina to win. If the Saints win, they need Carolina to win. What's your confidence level in the Carolina Panthers? Think about that for a second. And, and I'm going to tell you what the big story here is, for, here is for the New Orleans Saints. And surprise, surprise, it's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> the Saints have a chance to keep their playoff hopes alive. And their playoff hopes should already be alive. This should be a 10-win team. It's not. Uh, and this is an opportunity for them to still make up for that have a winning season uh, after going seven and 10 last year, show some improvement. Dennis Allen's first winning season. Unlike Arthur Smith, Dennis Allen is completely safe in his job at this point, but you have to imagine that there might be some kind of, I don't know, um, motivation for a Pete Carmichael, the offense accorded for the New Orleans Saints to try to prove something here uh, late in the season. I don't think anything is going to save his position. I think the Saints will eventually change offensive coordinator at some point in the months following the season. I don't think it's going to be an immediate thing, but I mean, it's an opportunity for him too. So that's why I mentioned like jobs kind of on the line in this game. And I was curious if Arthur Smith was going to kind of be in that category. So interesting to hear sort of that 50, 50 thing, because that effectively means almost in a way, right? Like saints win Arthur Smith probably teeters over to one side of that 50, 50 Falcons win it teeters over to the other side of that 50, 50. Yeah. That's a, that's a fair way to put it. And you know, confidence in the Carolina Panthers. Well, you know, unless they're playing Desmond Ritter, I, like I don't have any confidence <laughs> that the Panthers can can win a football. They could game. be playing Kyle Trask. They could be playing Kyle is, Trask. So that there is, is that. We'll that see what true. happens with Baker Mayfield. It's uh, it, it it's not the greatest situation to be in for either one of these teams. Is this what the expectation was for Atlanta? Is this less than the expectation? Like the fact that both of these teams are effectively a win and some help away from the playoffs is not a bad situation, but. At least here in New Orleans, it feels like it's less than the expectation. Is that true for Atlanta as well? It's definitely true for Atlanta. I think both of our teams, when I think back to that season preview that we did with the division, yes, I think we both kind of went into the season being like, this should be either New Orleans or Atlanta's season, right? Mm-hmm. I had no confidence in the Saints, and I'm sure you probably had less confidence in the Falcons, but it was no. one of those things where one of these teams should have emerged and be been a 10 win team to -hmm. take control of this division. And neither of those teams did that this season. And I think for the Falcons, given their ups and downs and some of the sort of disheartening losses that they've had this year to some very bad teams like Carolina, like Arizona, um, it has really undermined expectations. And that's why Arthur Smith going into the season seemed relatively safe Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of his job status. But now at the end of this year, you know, there are a lot of questions when it comes to that. 
Yeah, yeah, that's big. Speaking of those division previews, by the way, I don't know if you knew this or not, but James Yarko of Locked on Bucks and I last week did a bet. I'm not going to ask you to do a bet, but James and I did a little bit of a bet where if Mike Evans scored a touchdown, then during the preview, the division preview, I would have to wear, I would call it like a jersey. You know, the ones I'm talking about that are like jerseys, but but it's the shirt, uh, the Mike Evans jersey. But if Taysom Hill scored a touchdown and Mike Evans didn't, then he would have to wear a Taysom Hill jersey. And guess what happened? Taysom Hill, Atlanta's finest, uh, yes. ended up winning. Uh, I would, I would never make that for you, Ross, because that's just guaranteed. I'm, I just might as well put on the jersey right now. <laughs> there is something about all all of that for sure. But it was it, it, it will get together. We'll get some great laughs around James uh, when it comes to comes to that. All right, let's take a look at next the the matchups that will make all this up. We know what's on stake or, or what's at stake. The the playoffs for both of these teams, potential jobs on the line here. There's a lot at stake. So what are the matchups that are going to help decide this game and potentially the future in those conversations? We're going to be breaking that down here as we continue on with today's crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Falcons and Locked on Saints. Here's part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Falcons and Locked on Saints is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp Therapy Online is awesome. And if you're a Saints fan and or a Falcons fan, oh, there's not, there's no ands there, sorry, or a Falcons fan, um, you could probably use somebody to talk to every now and then. It happens. All of our problems look different. Sometimes they're big. Sometimes they're small. Sometimes it's about you know, you and, and the people around you. Sometimes it's something internal, whatever it might be. I, I cannot stress how important therapy can be and how helpful it can be and making you feel like whether your problems are big or small, they're all just as important. That's what we love about BetterHelp is that they give you the support that you need to be able to find that out for yourself. Because sometimes therapy, all of that can feel very inaccessible. BetterHelp makes it all very accessible. It's designed to help you from your home, from your laptop as a video call, a, a phone call. You can even do like text conversations as well. It's really, really great. Uh, no traffic, no waiting rooms, none of that stuff. Just a nice and easy conversation with somebody that's ready to listen. So celebrate all the progress that you are making, have already made, and are about to make in the new year by visiting betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Go and check them out. All right, everybody, continuing on with this crossover Thursday edition, Locked on Falcons and Locked on Saints. We thank you very much for being everydayers here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Make sure you go and check out the Locked on Sports Today 24-7 national sports stream, the first of its kind on YouTube. You can subscribe at Locked on Sports Today today. Uh, Aaron, as we take a look now at the – we know it's at stake, but now let's talk about some of the matchups that are going to make or break uh, exactly those different deals. Um when you look at like what's a big matchup that can define this for the Falcons, what are you watching this week? Well, you know, for years and years, you know, the the marquee matchup in this Saints Falcons was Drew Brees versus Matt Ryan. But ultimately, mm. those games kind of boiled down to who's going to win in the trenches. And far too yeah. often, the Saints would win in the trenches. And now that the quarterback play is not quite to the Brees and Ryan level uh, for mm -hmm. these two respective teams, the trench play is even more important. So I'm yep. looking at we saw in that week 12 game, the Falcons kind of dominate that matchup, especially with their ground game. We'll see, you know, if that's going to repeat this week, obviously that will be the key for the Falcons. They'll look to establish a run and they'll challenge the saints. Okay. 
Can you stop us? Right. Mm -hmm. But I think on the opposite side of the ball, one of the intriguing matches I'm looking at um, to kind of slow down the Saints offense, because, you know, with the expectation that Alvin Kamara is not going to be in this game, you know, I think the Saints are going to lean a little bit more in their passing game and Chris Olave. So the Falcons are need to get after the quarterback. And I'm looking at some of these injuries on the Saints offensive line. No Ryan Ramchek. Yep. We saw Landon Young step in in that previous game, give up a sack to Arnold Epichetti. I know Young's dealing with some injuries, so mm-hmm. maybe it's Cam Irving that starts at right tackle this week. Yep. And my favorite punching bags on the Saints offensive line are Andrews Pete, Cesar Ruiz. You know, what happened to Trevor Penning? You know, I, I used to I love making fun of him. Um, so, you know, I feel like the Falcons have an opportunity. Zach Harrison, their rookie defensive end, has come on strong in recent weeks. David Onyemata looks like he's working back after missing a couple of games with a knee injury. Calais Campbell's been coming on strong. As I mentioned, Epichetti had a nice game. Bud Dupree had a couple of nice games a couple of weeks ago. So this Falcons pass rush really needs to sort of get after the quarterback and take advantage of some of these matchups, especially at that right tackle position. And if they can do that, I think that will really put a hurting on what the Saints want to do offensively. Yeah, it's the biggest thing, uh, without a doubt, especially for, uh, even even looking at it from the New Orleans Saints perspective. I mean, what we know about the New Orleans Saints is that on the defensive side, they can manage adversity. They can, you know, give up a big play here, give up a big play there, not get off the field on third downs, all that other stuff, but then still finish the drive, either holding to a field goal or hold or keeping points on the board. That's how they became the right now the the sixth ranked scoring defense in the NFL. But the Saints' offense is not nearly as confident, nearly as good, nearly as in rhythm as their defense is, despite the ups and downs that we've seen from the defense when it comes to managing adversity. There are things that are going really well on the offense. Over the course of the past few games, Derek Carr has been awesome. Uh, He hasn't been Drew Brees level, Matt Ryan level like we've been talking about, but he's looked really, really good here as of late, which, you know, look, he's he's healthy. His his AC joint is no longer, you know, his, his shoulders not hanging out of his socket anymore, all these other things. But for the most part, like that's what you wanted to see, and you're starting to see some of it. So now you you go beyond that, and then you have to look at okay, so what does the New Orleans Saints scheme need? Well, the New Orleans Saints scheme on the offensive side seems to need everything to go perfectly, and so this is why I agree with you. I think this is yet another game that's decided in the trenches. Hello, oldest cliche in the book when it comes to the NFL. We get it, but it's a cliche because it's so often true, and this is definitely one of those weeks where it's absolutely true. Uh, the Saints need the need to have things go perfectly on the offensive side. Otherwise, people start panicking and, you know, drives get really weird and, you know, they they can't manage the tempo that they need to manage. The play calls come in and then you see a whole bunch of the sort of like regression, less motion, less play action, more runs on second and 10 after incomplete passes, all of these other things uh, that have plagued the Saints offense. Those things kind of start to like panic, you know, arrive in the offense. And that can be big in a game where you're without arguably your best offensive player and Alvin Kamara, as you mentioned, we are expecting that that will be the case um there's just a lot of opportunity for you to you know panic as an offense regress and not be able to manage the adversity and so the offensive line has to ward off as much adversity as possible which is a bigger task this year than it has been in years in the past yeah definitely and you know i think getting pressure on the quarterback is going to be the falcons best weapon to slow down chris olave who had a nice game the last time Mm -hmm. the falcons played uh got the better of jeff akuda since then, Jeff Akuda has kind of been benched in favor of rookie Clark Phillips. So um, we'll see how that matchup lines up. A.J. Terrell's coming off a pretty rough game against D.J. Moore. Uh, but A.J. Terrell's been pretty lights out this year outside of that game last week against the Bears and D.J. Moore mm-hmm. and an earlier game against Mike Evans and the Bucks this year. But 
you know, Chris Olave, you know, is is a very good player. Has been coming on strong lately. Um, in in the true sort of number one in that Saints offense, mm-hmm. and so you know he can give this secondary some problems. And the best way for the Falcons to um you know prevent the ball from getting into his hands is make sure you know D- Derek Carr can't get rid of the ball by putting you know and planting him on the turf. Yeah, yeah, and I think that the the, the flip side of it is, is true for New Orleans as well. Looking over at the New Orleans Saints defense, trying to ward off as much of that Atlanta run game as possible. I think it's three straight games now to where they've given up over 200 total rushing yards to, to the Falcons. Uh, you can't do that and 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 win a football game, uh, presumably, right? And, you know, Bijan Robinson had a 91 rushing yards last time that these two teams met. And then he also had the wheel route for the touchdown and the passing game and everything too. Uh, those two things are, 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 are big. And so I, I think if I remember correctly, yeah, Bijan's 91-yard rushing game was the second highest total that the Saints have given up to an individual running back all season. And it only became the second highest two weeks ago when they gave up over 100 yards to Kyron Williams when they went up against the Rams in L.A. So, I mean, he his production in Week 12 was longstanding the, the best performance that, uh, of an individual running back against New Orleans. But then we've also seen New Orleans come out and find a way to mitigate you know, run games for like Saquon Barkley had 14 rushing yards. And so they're so hot and cold in that area. And it's obvious that it needs to go one way versus the other. And then maintaining their run game and finding their run game over in the offensive side is going to be big. You know, we made, we, we crack jokes about Taysom Hill. Every time that we talk, we, we crack jokes about Taysom Hill when we started, but like he has to become a big part of the run game this week. If the Saints don't have Alvin Kamara, because otherwise you're running with Jamal Williams, who, you know, you need the reps with him to really get him started. He's a guy that the more he touches the ball, the better he gets, but what's your ability to be patient there? We haven't seen the Saints be very patient when it comes to that kind of like upstart guy and everything. So I, I think that, that the, those two run games uh, end up really deciding this game, or at least setting the tone for this game early on to see how it result, what the result is at the end. So, Ross, you're telling me that the Saints need Taysom Hill to play well against the Atlanta Falcons to help yeah. the Saints win? That, big that, ask, that, I know. Big that, ask. That's, that's going to be so hard. <laughs> I, you know, that that's never happened before. <laughs> so. I do think that he becomes really important in the run game. It's going to be interesting to see how else he ends up contributing. But if you look over the course of the past couple of weeks, one of the things that keeps Taysom Hill from being involved in games isn't necessarily the defense. It's that the Saints kind of like – have this idea that he's only valuable in certain game situations. Oh, well, the game situation dictated it, and so we weren't able to really utilize Taysom Hill, which is kind of wild. Like, he's one of your best players, and right now he might be your best player with Alvin Kamara not on the field, save maybe Chris Olave. But, like, considering all the different things that he can do, you shouldn't need a game situation to get him involved. He should just kind of be involved, which maybe is just too much to ask. But I know I'm preaching to the choir because I know that a lot of there's a whole bunch of conversation around that with Arthur Smith and 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 uh, Bijan, right? Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely been a, a topic of discussion this year. Uh, you know, getting Bijan involved. Uh, it hasn't been too too big an issue these last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, although it, it was an issue a couple of weeks ago against the Panthers. Um, you know, usually when he gets criticized for it, the next week he responds well. <laughs> when it comes to Arthur Smith, right? Like he's like, okay, I heard what you guys said, right? I, I got my burner account on Twitter. I heard really what you solid guys said. Coaching, right? There. You know, I'm I'm gonna fix it. All right, I heard you. <laughs> you know, Man. so I, I think we'll see. We'll see. You know what adjustments he makes, but obviously the Falcons have a, a very good three headed backfield. Yeah. Uh, with Patterson, notably Patterson was tweeting he hasn't been used that much this year, which is true. Um, you know, I think the Falcons would have scored on that long field goal try if they had 
the world's greatest kickoff returner back there yeah. rather than right. their punt returner. You Imagine know, it that. feels weird to not have the all-time <laughs> record holder for uh, kickoff return touchdowns back there on that opportunity. But so I, I think you'll see them get Patterson involved uh, along with R- Robinson and, and Tyler Algier as well. So um, if they can get the run game going, you know, the, the less they're asking Ty- Taylor Heineke to throw the football, the better, uh, if you yes. ask me. Yes, yes. And actually, that's a great segue. We're going to get some more on that because I I think that that becomes a big part of what has to go right for the New Orleans Saints to win this game. And I'm sure the inverse is true for the Falcons. So we're going to get to that as we continue on and wrap up this crossover Thursday edition Locked on Falcons and Locked on Saints. Put a lot on podcast network, your team every day. In today's episode of Locked on Falcons and Locked on Saints, brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. Maybe LinkedIn Jobs might be useful for the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints who might be looking for some new additions when it comes to their coaching staffs in their own different ways. But for you as a small business owner, every time that you go out and hire, it can always feel like such a magnanimous, big sort of thing. And now you think about something like, what's the one move that you feel like you can make in your business to take it to the next level in 2024? Kind of like what these football teams could be looking to do over the course of the offseason. And LinkedIn Jobs knows exactly how to get you to that path. They've created more tools as well to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. You've got billions Billions of people, B-I-L-L-I-O-N-S, of professionals to choose from across a vast network. And of course, there's a big thing with small businesses, right? You're always wearing a lot of lot of different hats, all that kind of stuff. So LinkedIn gives you all the resources that you need to hire. So post your job for free today at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, wrapping up this crossover Thursday edition, Locked on Falcons and Locked on Saints. We appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day every day. Make sure you come back for the Friday episodes as Aaron and I put the finishing touches on what needs to happen for each of these teams ahead of Sunday's game. And, of course, post uh, the, the the live you know, post-game reactions, all the good stuff that we're doing over at Locked on Atlanta, Locked on Sports Atlanta, Locked on Falcons, over at Locked on Saints as well. So, um, Aaron, let's start with, with the Falcons here. As we have throughout the show, what's got to go right for the Falcons? Like, what what's sort of the path to victory for the Atlanta Falcons in this game? Well, one of the things I liked about last week's game against the Bears was the Falcons came out very aggressive, dialing up some shot plays to, mm-hmm. to move the ball, and they were able to move the ball down the field. Unfortunately, uh, the snowy conditions I think contributed to Young yeah. Lake who uh, missing a, a field goal to start that game. Uh, actually, missed two field goals on their opening two drives, but. Um, you know, I liked seeing the Falcons being aggressive, taking shots down the field. Um, th- I think that's the way that you want to play, get off to a fast start, and then just lean on your run game for the rest mm-hmm. of the day and just hope that that can just sort of salt away the game for you and, and effectively move the football uh, for you. And, and you know, you win some of those matchups on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and, and that's sort of the path to victory for this Falcon team. Um and I think if they do that, you know, that's their formula for success. As I said, you know, the less Taylor Heineke has to throw, the better. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think. That's kind is, of- there, is, there, is there another way, a kinder way to put it? But, no, that's that's basically it. Like, so yeah. Take the ball out of Taylor Heineke's hands, and I think that's going to be their formula for success. 
Yeah, it, look, that's going to happen. I mean, like, it's okay. Like, that's going to happen when you're down to your second QB option, right? When you're, you know, your original guy and you didn't pan out and whatever. Like, we saw that happen with the, you know, Trevor Simeons of the world and all that here in New Orleans. Like, you know, Andy Dalton, even like the less you throw, the better in certain situations. And, and I think the inverse of that is true for New Orleans. So, you know, I think that the thing that they're, they're looking at doing is, but they scored their first opening drive touchdown of the entire season so far last week against the Bucs in Tampa. That was their first one. And they would love to do that again at home against the Atlanta Falcons. It gets the crowd into it, of course, and everything with them being at home. But also, it kind of gives them an opportunity to maybe build a little bit of a lead, which then forces Atlanta to throw the football and get away from their run game, which is the bread and butter, which is what that offense is really, really good at. It's a, what, top six, top eight uh, run, uh, uh, number eight, I think it is, rush offense in terms of that's rushing yards great. in the NFL. Uh, but it's top 10, right? It's a top 10 rushing offense. And so, like, that's what they want to do. And when you got over 2,000 rushing yards and when you got 14 rushing touchdowns and you're in the top top half, top 10 of those things, like, yeah, you want to keep the team from doing that. And sometimes your offense in that case can be your best defense. And so if you score points over on the offensive side and force the opposing team not to run the football anymore and instead drop back and pass, that allows you then to be able to maybe maximize and be opportunistic, take advantage of some of the mistakes that a Taylor Heineke has the capacity to make. Uh, and it allows you to be able to pin your ears back over on the defensive end or defensive line and win that battle in the trenches in the passing game, as we talked about, by putting pressure on Taylor Heineke, which could force those mistakes. Um, I think that's got to be the big thing that the Saints do here. They've got to get off to the strong start and the fast <clears throat> in the fast start. And then they've got to be able to take advantage of all of the different things that that creates as complications for the Atlanta Falcons, which then leads me to finishing strong after the fast start. And we see this every now and then that the New Orleans Saints, particularly over on the defensive side, the last two or three drives, the defense tends to let things get a little bit too interesting, playing soft, but yet somehow, you know, receivers getting up over the top of them and stuff like that. We saw that against Green Bay later on earlier in the season. We saw that against Tampa a little bit this past week, a little bit too close for comfort uh, when it came to Tampa, but still a little bit, you know, we're able to keep that one at least mostly manageable here in a game where like Atlanta would love nothing more than to play spoiler for new Orleans. New Orleans would love nothing more than to play spoiler for Atlanta. You can't let that happen. I agree. I agree. Yes. Um, the Falcons are also known for letting teams, you know, move Careful. the ball down the field Careful. late in games, Careful. late in games in, in 2023. <laughs> We're talking about 2023. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Right. 2023. Now it's 2024. Maybe they can start their new year by not doing that at the end of this game. But, you know, with the exception of last week's game against the Bears, which is why that game was a little bit surprising. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much every Falcon game bo boils down to like, a one possession game in the final five minutes of the game. And that's probably going to be the case again Absolutely. this weekend. Absolutely. I don't have a, a lot of confidence that the Falcons can win that sort of game on the road against the saints. They habitually, as I said, at the top of the show, they habitually lose these types of games when they need to win them. Um, they typically lose the second uh, divisional game after, if they've won the first one mm -hmm. under Arthur Smith. So, you know, if I'm giving a final score prediction, I'm, I'm picking the saints. I think they're going to win like a close, like 25, 24, 25 mm -hmm. saints get around 25 and the Falcons get like 20, something like that. And yeah, um, yeah. that's, that's probably how it goes down. And I'm, I'm sitting here crying on camera for that post. <laughs> oh no, they got you crying in the club. 
Don't let it happen. Yeah, I, I'm picking the Saints in this one too. 20, 24 to 17. Like I said, 24 to 17, 24 to 20. We're, we're right in the same ballpark there. Um, I, I think that like the, the difference is that I'll, I'll say 24 20 because look, Young Waiku missed two field goals last week. He ain't missing field goals in the dome. That's <laughs> that's never happening. Like there's nothing. That's something that Aaron and, and all the Falcons fans, you ain't got to worry about. Like Young Way, Young Way is going to be good. He's going to be cool in the dome. Uh, but uh, I think that New Orleans like is the opposite on the opposite end of the spectrum. They they tend to win this kind of game. The bad luck comes when they have to sit around and wait for another team to 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 do their part, you know. And so uh, so I'm with you on this. I think that the Saints win this game. They they're a little bit more desperate. You know, there's a lot of people that want this to work, and this is an opportunity for them to say, okay, this can work, basically, and then flaunt it for an entire offseason get everybody to buy in again and then see what 2024 looks like. The Saints kind of need this uh, for their future, um, most immediate future and, and, and long-term future as well, especially because, look, they're already restructuring contracts, Aaron. We're here again with the uh, salary cap. Like, they're just going to run it all back. So, you know, so they, they want to have some confidence with what they've got. That makes sense. Well, you know, the Falcons need this one too because – certain people might lose jobs if, if they That's don't true. care business. So uh, is it, do you feel like the relationship between the Atlanta Falcons players and Arthur Smith is such that they will play for their coach? You know what I mean? Like sometimes that happens with the head coach that's about to get fired and then the team shows up for their guy. Is that the relationship here or is there concern that that wouldn't be the case? I believe that they will play and mm-hmm. play with effort and play hard. Um, yeah. But you, you never know. You know, that's that's the thing about the NFL. You never know. Never know, indeed. And here we are making predictions about a divisional game in week 18 of the season. Let's just see how this one goes. Why don't we, Aaron? (laughs) (laughs) Buddy, I appreciate you. This is always a blast. I always love our Falcons and Saints crossovers. Always a ton of fun. Again, if you want to keep up with everything going on, for the Falcons, because you're a Falcons fan and you're a Locked On Falcons listener, or you're a Saints fan and a Locked On Saints listener and want to know more about what's going on going into this game, Locked On Falcons is the place to be. Vice versa, Locked On Saints is the place to be. We appreciate you very much for making us your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen, go and check out your other favorite team's Locked On podcast, because if you've got one, the answer is yes, we've got it covered. So make sure you go and check it out uh, wherever here on the Locked On Podcast Network. For Aaron Freeman at Locked on Falcons, I am Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson. And we thank you very much for being here for another episode here on Locked on Falcons and Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.